Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We are developing the first co-housing project in Texas in Houston, even ahead of Austin. Morning. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Actually, I'd like to just say a quick good morning to Rosemary. We have a guest today. Hi, Rosemary. Hi. Hi, Hi Lynn and Kelly. There you go. <laughs> Hello. So listen, today we wanted to talk about the common house. There's been a lot of discussion in our group lately about the design of this space as we dig into our value engineering. So we thought it might be useful today to just go back and reconnect with what the essence is of this space. I think some, it's easy to get kind of lost in all of these engineering diagrams and getting very attached to this specific thing and that specific thing. So we really want to get back to, you know, the first time I ever heard about the common house, it was described as something called the secret sauce. I think it's in some documentary somewhere. And then I saw somebody else draw a diagram of a co-housing project and they put this massive big heart on top of the common house. You couldn't even see what that thing was. It just was this big heart, the heart of the community. But that's just me reading about it. I visited one, but I don't really know kind of like the ins and outs and what's it like to wake up in my own space and then float out into a community where there is this magical thing called the common house. So. We've got Rosemary with us here today, who's lived eight years in co-housing before she moved down to Texas to join us. And Kelly, as you may recall, lived six years in co-housing before she came to Texas. So who better than to answer these questions today about the common house? So Rosemary and Kelly, let's start out with what is this thing? You know, <laughs> take us a level beyond the secret sauce. Okay, beyond the, a little bit more detail in the secret side. Well, okay, so what I think about when I think about the common house at that kind of conceptual level is that it's this space that is, it's like what Starbucks wants to be, you know, like a third space, it's not your home. It's not, you know, a restaurant. It's this third space where you can come and hang out and meet with people, have interesting conversations where you just have stuff kind of going on. Um, the difference is that at Starbucks, you need to buy coffee and, you know, ask for the Wi-Fi code and mm -hmm. it's not really yours, you know? So for me, it's that kind of non-commercial, semi-public space where you can go and be outside of your home, but not part of the, the broader, bigger commercial um, endeavor that is, you know, as our, our lives here in Houston. How so, you, you know, Starbucks could have a new tagline that says, yeah. uh, you know, common house wannabe. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that their advertising team's jumping all over that one, but yeah. How about you, Rosemary? Well, to me, it's a, uh, the most important thing is it's a place where you can gather in much bigger groups than you could mm. just in your own home yeah. or even in Starbucks. I mean, you can't go <laughs> yeah. over the entire Starbucks. Um, and it's also a place where you bump into people all the time. Mm. So uh, one of the most important places for impromptu meetings. And of course, the key thing is common meals. Mm, common meals. Yes. Yeah. I remember that guy from the Tacoma Village saying community is food. Yeah. And I hear you guys keep talking about it. So if, if we just scratch the surface a little bit more, like what does it mean to have this kind of shared space, you know? 
Yeah, I think that, you know, it's different than somebody creating something for you, right? Because the community really is what brings the common house to life. And so the common house really reflects who we are as a community by how lively it is, who's coming and going, how often we have meals, what kinds of things get done there, you know, like in one community, they might have, you know, yoga classes that go on in another community, they might have you know, indoor cycling or whatever. It's it's what are the people interested in in the community and the common house kind of reflects that. Mm. Um, and then there's also this kind of interesting, like what who are the individuals in the community? When you live there, you can kind of start to see your fingerprints on the, on the common house. A lot of mm. common houses have like art displayed that is either, you know, created by the residents or chosen by the residents. Um, in Gray Rock, they had a library of uh, yearbooks for each year that the community had been in place. And so you could go back and you could find yourself in the yearbook or you could find your friends when they were really young in the yearbooks. It's a really sweet and unique place. Mm. Um, That's to me where the heart of the community really comes in is in those individual touches. You know, I just had this vision pop into my head that I'm gonna test with Rosemary who's been in one of these places for longer of a, you know, a lot of families in the North, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, they all have this family cabin and it's passed down through generations and you can go visit the cabin. And it's got all of these, when you talked about the reflection of who this community is, it's kind of like mementos or, or things that, you know, in my aunt's cabin, they always had Yahtzee games and they had a bunch of pie dishes because they were avid raspberry pie makers in the summer. and. Is it that kind of a feel? Rosemary, you were there for eight years at Sharing Road, is that? No, it is that kind of feel. There's the history and then there's the interests of the particular people who were there. And Mm -hmm. some of those people have been there 20 years in our case, and some of them are just new and they start influencing things that they enjoy doing. So make sure that we can do that as well. So Mm -hmm. it changes over time. So what kind of things would happen there that, that non, non-co-housers like me be right, really surprised about? Like, what? You do that in the common house? Yeah, well, people think that, that everything that needs to have a place could really be done there, as long as the space can be moved, tables and chairs. Um, in our case, we moved them all the time. Um, so we had the chairs arranged in a circle when we had community meetings. We cleared it out for bigger events and for things like yoga. So things got moved. It was very flexible. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I would say the same, Rosemary. I think the thing that surprises people the most is actually how often it gets used. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think most people think of like that, you know, sad, lonely condo community mm-hmm. room that's has spiders and only only teenagers want to go there, you know. Um, but really the um Common House, because it's owned by everybody, everybody, you know, has things there that they want to do. It gets used a lot, you know, it gets used. There are times when it's quiet and there's, you know, nobody around because everybody's at school or work or outside. But really, on a, on any given day, the Common House gets used quite a bit, which is really nice. It's good use of space. You know, I'm just going to leap ahead here and um, we'll get back. I know they're looking at me here wondering where is this script going, but I just have to ask both of you, what was your favorite thing that you like to go to the common house to do? Oh boy. Uh, mine was cooking for sure. Mine yes, was definitely community dinners. And especially because, um, okay, it was community dinners in general, just to eat there, just to show up. It was cooking community dinners because people 
just stop by, you know, and Lynn, you talk, you use this phrase of adult parallel play. I think about that a lot, you know, of like standing and cutting onions and then somebody else comes home from work and they grab a knife and an onion and are cutting and you're having a conversation, but it's like being in a car with a teen, you know, you're not looking at each other. You're able to just kind of have a level of trust and vulnerability Mm -hmm. that you might not have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other like favorite memory is the way the meal system was set up. We had a kids cook night so that they could um, mm. participate in the life of the community in that way. And the best thing was there were some kids who were older than mine and they just, they knew what they were doing and they could set up all the tables in two mm. seconds. They would turn on, you know, loud music and just bust it out. And it's what I imagine working in like an exciting New York kitchen feels like. Like it's all oh, like wow. excitement yeah. and, and fun, <laughs> you know? It wasn't my everyday experience there, but it was definitely one of my highlights. It was great. That's really cool. I love that. Do you have a highlight, Rosemary, one of your favorite regular things? Well, I think it's exactly what Kelly said. It's it's the cooking and the eating together and the, the um, learning and teaching, like the older older people and younger people, all of those things. I ditto everything she said. Okay. Well, if we start thinking about then what are the the key components, I think you've already highlighted one of them, which would be the kitchen, the K room and the D room, the dining room. So we have to have those. Are there any other kind of key components that um, people might not think of if they think of a condominium shared space? guest rooms are kind of unique, you know, mm-hmm. people don't usually think about that um, if, unless they live in co-housing. Um, for me, they were really, really important because we had three young kids. And even though we technically had space for people to stay, um, it was, you know, loud and chaotic in our household. It was just really nice for people to be able to come in and stay. It mm-hmm. also was nice for um, friends, you know, friends who otherwise would Airbnb or be for a car ride away, you know, instead they could just come stay in the common house mm-hmm. and be, you know, they could turn their kids out and I'd turn my kids out and they'd all greet each other in the morning and we could sit on my porch and have coffee. And it's mm. that it's, again, it's that like marriage of your private space versus a totally public space, mm. like a hotel or something, you know, it's that marriage of the two that makes things better, I think. Yeah. Well, what about, you know, I've heard this, this a lot of talk about a uh, shared laundry room and I actually saw one when I visited one. Did you guys want to say anything about that? Hmm. We didn't have one. Um, oh, is that right? Okay. No, but then we had larger, larger units. They were okay. houses, separate houses. So I'm looking forward to having one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we did have one. And again, it was in Colorado. And again, I've got a big family. So I actually used it quite a bit because we would come home from camping and, you know, there it would take us like four days to work through all of that, you know, sleeping bag, laundry, wet clothes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but, or I could haul it over to the common house. In fact, I could even just park outside of the common house, haul it into the common house, get it cleaned and then, and then take it home. Cool. So I used it quite a bit. Yeah. I may not buy a washing machine and dryer and without it, because I mean, this is so much better than going to a laundromat. So I think it's a a, a better way to do it. Yeah. I'm going to experiment with that. Oh, great. I think that sounds pretty exciting. So there's one other piece about the components that I wanted to ask about, and that was the mailroom. I've heard Kelly talk a lot about the mailroom 
and that being kind of a gathering place. Is there any, any kind of shared experiences there to, to tell about? Oh, I just, we, oh, go on, Rosemary. No, we were, we were built separately before the common house. It was a, um, an older situation. So we didn't have our regular U.S. post office mailboxes in there, which I think is, I'm so excited about doing that for us. We did have community mailboxes, though. We had um, mail slots for things that we were sharing internally. Yep, same. And it's so fun to like go get actual, you know, mail in your little box. So things like uh, the Valentine's Day party or, you know, things like that. People put invitations in your box. And then also neighbors would borrow things and mm -hmm. loan things out via the box system. Like, okay, I'm going to put it in your box in the common house. It was really mm -hmm. nice. It's very old fashioned and sweet. It reminds me of like the little boxes you used to make in elementary school and people would drop off things. <laughs> I just had that thought. I, yeah. It kind of yeah, reminds me of at work with our pigeonholes at work too. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a nice way of connecting. And then, you know, just the everyday needing to go to the mail room, mm -hmm. not only do you get your mail, um, for us, the, the packages were delivered there. So mm. it wasn't only the mail, but it was like also all the packages. And it was kind of, it was a pain and exciting around, you know, the holidays when suddenly the mailroom, you have to kind of climb through all of the, you know, boxes and everything. But again, it's that, that sense of like excitement of things coming together, of people preparing for something. And mm -hmm. uh, it's fun. It's the ebb and flow of community life in the, in the mailroom. So, so to boil it down here, we've got the kitchen, the dining room, a couple of guest rooms and the shared laundry in the mailroom. So that's cool. Those are great shared spaces. And how does it work out kind of sharing these spaces? I know people have all kinds of questions about, about sharing of spaces because our world is not naturally, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that people have in terms of cleaning or how do you share laundry? That reminds me of college and all the fights we had about so-and-so never took their stuff out of the washing machine. So can you say a little bit about how just in, without getting into all the operational agreements, but just kind of how that kind of works out in a community? Well, I think that's the thing, right? The community decides the operational agreements. So mm -hmm. how it works out depends on how the community wants it to work out. You know, what do they, what do they want to do? Um, for, for us, I think that it will be, however, it depends on what people want to do and how they want to show up. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely having some sort of system in place is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Rosemary, did you guys have like a dinner system? and a Yes, we had a dinner system where you put the menus and, um, you signed up and said you wanted to eat and who did and whether there were any dietary issues, stuff, stuff like that was all in the system. And then we had a common house booking system. So if you were going to have an event, you could put it in there and say that the common house was booked for you, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. Laundry, I think we're just going to work it out. There'll be an operational agreement. And then if there's anybody who does that, we'll put their stuff in a big container and tell them that's what we did only do it once right okay. yeah, yeah the other non-issue issue that i hear about a lot i mean because i feel like these are like things that people think of and they're worried about but really in affecting community it's not actually that big of a deal no. because community deals with it but the other one that i hear about a lot is acoustics like is mm. it gonna be really loud with everybody eating dinner and yeah it's it's loud you know people are loud when they get together for sure um, people always are concerned that the kids will be too loud. Um, but in my experience, they eat dinner really quickly and then they head off to go play because that's what they want to do. 
Um, it's kind of another non-issue issue. Like, yeah, it's loud, but it's the liveliness of the community. And yeah. it's only going to be as loud as the community wants it to be because we are the loud, you know, we're what's making the noise. So that's yeah. a quotable quote, the non-issue issue. I'm going to remember <laughs> that and retain that. So we have a lot of non-issue issues. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think people just can't imagine um, that, or they keep forgetting the fact that we're all coming to this with the same intent and with the same kind of um, starting point uh, and sitting down and working through these agreements. So it's a little bit different than arriving somewhere and having something imposed on you that you didn't necessarily agree to. So I think it's a good reminder. Well, let's get into some of the fun examples. I know you guys have told me over the last years uh, of some really cool stuff that has happened in the common house. So Rosemary, lead us out with some of yours. Well, um, one of the things I remember very, very clearly is a, a big wedding that was outside the actual wedding and then inside the common house for the reception. And that mm. was that was great. Somebody had their 50th birthday party um, and they hired outside caterers and it was magnificent. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's regular parties of things that happen too. lots yeah. of events that you wouldn't be able to do or you'd have to go and hire a place to do. Yeah. One of my favorites um, has to, my middle daughter plays cello and she was quite young, you know, but she would have a cello recital and, um, and everyone in the community would come. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people in the community would come and listen to the cello recital. And it was so sweet that people came because it was happening in the common house and they would just come stop by, pull up a chair, listen to the cello recital. And then it became obvious that that this was what was going to happen if we did this at you know at a, in a common house, and so her teacher then started playing at the end of the recital. So the community then also came, listened, supported you know the the young, this young community member playing the cello, and then also got to hear some really beautiful cello music, and it was just lovely yeah. and sweet. I was we used to have we used to have a variety of outside musicians come for concerts, and mm. we would. Um, we would certainly allow people outside the community to come too, but we got a lot of variety that way. And, um, and we also had our own band at one point. Wow. <laughs> I yeah, think we I have think a band in the making in our group too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to talk about uh, like Halloween. Halloween in common houses is just mm -hmm. like crazy, huge, so fun. Mm -hmm. um, Thanksgiving brunches. Um, Easter, you know, there's usually uh, an Easter egg hunt around the common house uh, for people who like to participate in that. Um, we had a Valentine's high tea. Mm -hmm. We had a Christmas white elephant event. Yes. And then how about the more prosaic things? What did you guys do? Did you use your common house in like, everyday ways? Yeah, well, we use the kit, well, everyday ways, and we use the kitchen for um, bulk buying. And mm -hmm. then people could go and get those things, purchase them. Um, mm -hmm. we, we did canning quite a bit. Um, people would go and get a lot of fruit or vegetables and we would can them. Sometimes people came and did their own canning separately, but often mm -hmm. we did it together. So things like that. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Kitchen. I've heard about the things that are like, you, you don't, not everything is a community thing in the common right. house either. You know, like sometimes yeah. you want to use the common house because you want to have a party for your friends or you want to host right. a book club or you want to do something that is, um, we used to do a brunch for the girls who were in choir. And so we did the choir brunch. 
and you just reserve the common house and everybody in the community nice. is more than, yeah, more than. If some of the guys were on the call, they would be talking about beer, beer brewing. I know that right. there's been already some beer brewing going on in driveways before we arrive. So <laughs> I know they're looking forward to moving that over to the common house. Yep. <laughs> Well, this is great. This is so great, you guys. I think you've really helped us get kind of a bigger, wider picture of what can go on there. Um, if, if I was just to kind of enumerate or get you guys to enumerate the essential building blocks, you know, like I would count off. Well, you need a kitchen. Kitchen, Absolutely. okay. A kitchen, yeah. and you need the space to be as flexible as possible okay. so you can do whatever you want. Right. Okay. okay. I think you need bathrooms because you want people to stay. Yeah. You don't want them to have to go home. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What else? Safe place for small children. Okay. See, though, Rosemary, I wonder, like, do you, I don't know. I just think we need a place. Texas is a little bit different. I'm, I've been yeah. thinking a lot about this. Because it's so nice here most of the year that kids can play outside mm -hmm. um, most of the year at, till pretty late in the in the evening. And also we need a place for kids stuff to go, you know? Mm. So I've been thinking yes. about that, you know, is that really like a nice to have or is that an essential thing? I don't know. Anyway. No, I, I agree. You're right. Yeah. But I think it's not really about the things so much, Lynn. It's really about like, how does the common house feel? Mm. It's more like, is it a good kind of happy, safe place to be that meets your, you know, basic needs? If it is, then you'll go there a lot and you'll use it a lot. Um, yep. Yeah. And, and how we use it is going to keep changing just as the community changes. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm just sort of thinking back to everything you guys have said, and you really have described what I would call like an extension of my own home, you know, and, and the other reflection I would make um, based on this and other conversations we've had is that, you know, in my own home, I end up using my dining room and my living room, my kitchen for a whole myriad of things, but I don't have a specific room in my house that is only for when I meditate in the morning. That is only for when I do my yoga practice. Uh, I don't have any of those kind of specific rooms. I've always feared that if I designed those into my house that they might not get used. They would end up being kind of unused spaces. And what I hear you describing is very flexible, multi-purpose, fluid spaces that create this feeling and this opportunity for everybody to come together, which is very different than you might experience if you walk into a traditional condo. So I, and I just have to ask you guys one last little test question. So is it really true that I might have such a feeling of that being an extension of my own home that I would just actually leave my stuff somewhere like my yoga mat in, if, in a space that we might use for exercise? Can I leave my yoga mat there? I don't want to say yes, because Lynn, it depends on what the community decides, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. you can absolutely leave your yoga mat there until it's in my way. And then I bring it back to you and put it on your doorstep. No, I, yes, people <laughs> leave stuff there all the time. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I am just, I love the picture that you have painted for us here today. I really thank you for helping us kind of refocus back on the core and the essence of what the life of the common house will look like. So thank you very much, both of you. Thanks, and thanks to our listeners today for stopping by. So glad you clicked on our episode. 
For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're really active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston. Bye, and thanks again, Rosemary. Thank thanks, you. Rosemary.